my name is Sterling Wong, broker of record of Search Realty, where agents turn into top producers. Today on our episode, we have Ryan Fogarty. Ryan's one of our longest running realtors. He's been with us for seven years now. He's won the Search Realty Agent of the Year three times in a row. He's one of our all-time leading lead closers. He has one of the fastest close times at 15 days from lead to close, and he has one of our highest close ratios. And to our viewers, with our, just so you're informed, with our Leads on Demand program, we keep track of all the stats, just like professional sports, such as boxing. So Ryan has one of the fastest knockouts and one of the highest win-to-lose ratios, just to put it in context. Yeah, I know you're going to love hearing from Ryan today because contrary to what you may have heard about Ryan, he's actually had a rough start uh, with real estate and he's overcame that uh, rough start. Um, you know, he used to be terrified of the phones and now, as mentioned, he's one of Search Realty's biggest success stories. Without further ado, Ryan, how are you doing? I'm great, Sterling. Thanks for having me. You know, all of our guests, we, we have the five icebreaker questions just so our audience can get to know you a little bit more uh, and your background. You know, I've known you since high school over 20 years ago, but uh, for the audience, um, how long have you been a realtor for? Well, Sterling, I think I got my real estate ticket in 2014, so about, uh, about eight years now. Okay, okay. And, and how did you, did you get into real estate and, and the real just for our audience, the reason why I'm phrasing this is because, uh, you know, not everybody wakes up in the morning and says, hey, I want to be a real estate agent for my career. So they kind of landed into real estate and they kind of have their own story. And so how did you get into real estate, Ryan? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, I mean, prior to real estate, I was working in the medical uh, industry as um, purchasing supply chain. Um, I was basically let go of that position and I thought to myself, well, I could very well get another job. I was looking for more of a rewarding career. Um, I read this book called What Color Is Your Parachute? And what that forces you to do is take an inventory of what you're looking for, right? So the people you want to work with, um, the flexibility in hours, you know, in the, um, and the money you want to make. Right. As a result, as a result of taking an inventory of, of what within, I came to to real estate and started exploring. Ooh, cool. And what brought you to Search Realty? Well, I mean, as, as I mentioned, I mean, eight years ago, I got my real estate ticket. I, um, I signed on to uh, Royal LePage, in which I believe I did two deals in my first year. Uh, one was for my grandmother's. Um, it took me literally three hours to do the paperwork. I mean, she didn't care. She took a nap. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I was thinking, look, I mean, two deals was hardly enough to make a living. Um, so I decided, I mean, I hopped on, you know, Search Realty, and I believe I did five in my first month. So it was definitely a game changer. Yeah, that was fantastic, definitely. Um, and, and how long did it take you until you became successful in real estate? Well, I mean, uh, I mean, I was off to a great start. I mean, I saw more zeros in my bank account than I ever thought. And I thought to myself, you know, if I want to do more business, I just need to talk to more people. And I mean, I wasn't too crazy about door knocking or open houses. But I thought to myself, why don't I buy, just buy some more leads? Right, right. So roughly, was that like about a year from when you got your? Uh, I, I say four to six months, and then I was I was off, right? Okay. Not turning back. Nice, nice. Um, and uh, why do you think agents fail? 
Well, I mean, really quite simple. I mean, the, the stats aren't really on uh, the agent's side. I understand 80% are done within their first two years. I think a lot has had to do with, um, you know, lack of, lack of guidance, uh, lack of leads, lack, lack of business to work, right? I, I, I like to think that, I mean, people get the real estate license because they generally want to help people. But if they don't have anyone to help, well, that's, that's ultimately why. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, okay, so let's get into the meat and potatoes here. Um, how did you become so confident on the phone? Well, I mean, I wasn't always like this. Um, you know, I, I truly believe that, I mean, practice doesn't make perfect, it makes progress. Right? So um, I really I checked my pride at the door. You know, I got on the phone and I started hearing the objections, right? And then started listening, really listening to them and where they came from. At the end of the day, they just came from lack of, lack of trust, right? At the end of the day, they didn't know me, right? So I wanted to uh, just kind of break down those walls. I mean, they, they signed up for a reason, right? I just wanted to make sure they're getting the right information at the right time. My position was as coming from a, a point of service instead of a point of sale, you know, just chasing a paycheck. I generally wanted to help people. Mm, you believe the services you provide that gave you the confidence to get out of the phone? Absolutely, right? It feels as if, you know, at Search Realty, we offered a better product, mm. right? I believe that, again, if they're buying, we have a mortgage brokerage, you know, to look on their behalf, right? Let people know that, hey, let one of uh, Search Mortgages look, on, look for a rate. As at the end of the day, it's going to increase your purchasing power, decrease that bi-weekly monthly payment, keep some more money in their pocket. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. So the other day I was looking at your stats and I noticed that you have a really high call to contact ratio when compared to other agents. Um, what are you doing differently that, that's getting you such a high call to contact ratio? Like, are you calling on the weekends or? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, ideal time and the majority of our potential clients are going to be working during the day. I mean, they might pick up the call, but they're not going to be very focused, right? So, I mean, I don't want to interrupt them, so I focus a lot of my calls after 5 p.m. Okay, right? yeah, that makes sense. Um, so many agents give up when they're faced with common objections such as, I'm just looking, I'm not ready to buy, or just send me the listings. Um, how do you overcome these objections? Well, I mean, objections is, is basically reluctance, right? And reluctance is presence when there's an absence of value. Right? So what I, I specialize is in front loading, right? Walking through the process. You know, here's what we're going to do and here's how we're going to do it, right? We put together a 10-step plan, very strategic in nature, and we take it one step at a time. Okay, so yeah, I was going to ask you my next question, but it sounds like, yeah, you, you front load it. So you, you try to handle the objections before they even come up. Because I was going to ask you, do you have a universal formula to handle these objections or do you memorize every objection handler per objection when i first started yeah it was uh, it was objection to kind of rebuttal now it's like well i mean uh, it's here's what we're going to do we're going to walk you through every step of the way right i let them know that i mean when buying a house there's two ways right you can have representation on the buy or go right through the listing rep i also let them know that that listing rep is looking out for the seller whereas again i'm looking out for their best interest what fair market value or below? It's like I'm buying the house with them, and we're there every step of the way. Yeah, no, I, I like that common sense approach. Um, 
So I know over the years you, you've made some modifications to the tool, tools and materials that we've provided you. Um, can you explain a little bit of, of what you've done? Well, really, I mean, I, I made it my own, right? I mean, I used the resources that Search Realty provided, and I basically kind of printed them out. It all starts with that consultation, right? I mean, I don't own the material, but I own the stage that I presented on, right? I mean, at the end of the day, this is a discovery session. Um, as much as I'm talking, I want to hear more from the client, right? What are their goals? What are their aspirations, right? How can I line up our resources so we can knock it out of the park? Right, right. So you, you, you like to print out the presentation versus having yeah. it on the laptop. I know you write, you do a, you write on, yeah, on the Yeah, absolutely. I like to get, uh, you know, the potential client engaged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely a good way to get them engaged instead of following a PowerPoint. They're, you know, you're getting them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they feel as if, again, this is kind of like a two-way conversation, you know, instead of me just kind of, you know, talking away, right? right? Like I said, it's, it's really, I want to make sure that we're lining up our resources with their goals. Right. Okay, so uh, s switching to buyer presentation, um, you know, how do you ensure they don't leave empty-handed? Like, how do you ensure the BRA is signed every time? Well, like I said, I mean, it's all about front-loading value. Right? I phrase it in the way that, I mean, there's two ways when you're working with a realtor. You have the customer service and you have a client, right? For the purpose of the presentation, I'll say that, hey, for the purpose of this presentation, we'll be acting as a client, right? We're watching out, looking out for your best interest every step of the way. Brian, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what is the most common objection that you, that you usually get on the phones and, and how do you handle it? I mean, there's, there's, there's quite a few. I mean, the, uh, the most common one, I would have to say, is that, you know, the, the individual that I'm talking to, maybe they have to talk to, to their wife, they talk to their husband, um, in which my response is that, well, tell you what, why don't we do this? Why don't we pencil something in for Tuesday? If something comes up, you know, give me a quick text or give me a quick call. I'll be happy to reschedule, right? I really just assume the appointment's there and, and move forward. Right, so the spouse objection is the most common one, and, and you still go ahead and, and proceed to book. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I, if you want to talk to the wife, a happy wife, a happy life, right? Absolutely. I mean, all the decision makers, we want to be, and we'd be present, right? But I also ask them, is it fair to say that you guys are together on Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock? If they say yes, I say, well, great, let's pencil something in. If something comes up, we'll gladly reschedule. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. It's fantastic. And I know that you know, it's taken you some time to build this confidence and you weren't always this confidence. You had the fear of, of being on the phones. Um, what, what's one tip that you could give agents on how to fast forward that overcoming that fear of being on the phones? Well, I mean, you know, my early days of, of real estate, I mean, it said sales rep. And I mean, I knew that, I mean, very close to, let's say, a tennis player, you know, what was that one thing a tennis player had to do to get better at tennis? It'd be hitting tennis ball. I knew that as a sales rep, for me to get better at sales, get better at objections, is me getting on the phone. And when I first started, I was, I was absolutely terrified. I was, I was worried about interrupting people, worried about like what I was going to say. Um, but I knew it had to be done. I looked into YouTubes, I looked into, you know, TED Talks, and I just couldn't really find anything. As a result, I decided to take a couple um, sessions on hypnosis, right? And that was a game changer for me. You know, shortly after, I mean, the anxiety just kind of melted away. You know, I was now calling with a purpose, 
Mm -hmm. Right. I was following up on inquiry that they that they made. Right. And again, it was it was a, a total paradigm shift. It was a total mindset that change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. I, I know. I, I'm a believer of hypnosis. I, I've I've done it as well. And yes, it's definitely a, a way to fast forward any kind of uh, baggage, as they call it. Um, and so you can proceed. No, that's, thanks for sharing that with yeah, us, Ryan. Um, switching to the buyer's representation, um, ensuring that you know the buyers don't leave empty-handed and, and they get the BRA signed every time. Um, do you want to share an objection, that, a common objection and how you handle it when it comes to signing? Well, I mean, I, I don't really get too many objections at the BRA. Okay. What I do is I get, we start them off as a free consultation um, in which, I mean, we're going to talk about best practices. We're going to talk about common mistakes. We're going to talk about negotiating for the client's best interest. Um, you know, I'm going to ask a lot of questions, right? Because again, it's, I'm wondering if this is a good fit, right? At the end of the day, if it is, we move forward, mm -hmm. right? It feels, again, an objection is going to come in when I didn't establish enough value. And as I mentioned, I like to front end load it. I want to make sure that they know that I'm, I'm working on their behalf and I'm looking out for their best interest every step of the way. Mm -hmm. So there you have it, guys. It, Ryan's showing value from the minute he gets on the phone. He carries that over to the presentation. So when it does come to the signing, minimal or no objections at all because he's conveyed the trust and uh, showed value front, front end loaded, as he mentioned um, so yeah, Ryan, thank you so much for providing us with this valuable information. I know our, our viewers have taken uh, a lot of good and useful information. Um, and for each guest, we have a closing question. What's one piece of advice you can leave uh, with realtors with today? Um, yeah, I mean, whether they're starting, you know, if they're, they're a weekend or if they're 10 years, um, what's that one thing? I mean, get on the phone, you know, if you want more appointments. Get on the phone. If you want more signups, get on the phone. If you want more deals, get on the phone. Uh, for those kind of just starting out, I mean, I suggest, you know, check your pride at the door. Find yourself a mentor that you can communicate with, right? Because, and fail. Fail fast because you're going to get, um, you're going to collect more data um, every step of the way versus kind of get lucky and knocking out of the park the first try. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean about the, uh... The fear in the phones, even just when, when we, we've tried to hire ISAs, I always say that it's not, um, it's not, it's very hard. It's hard to find somebody who enjoys being on the phone eight hours a day. Um, you know, we, we, we have to do it because that's how we earn an income. Um, but that's great that you, you mentioned that, that that's a very important part of being on the phones. Um, so yeah, thanks a lot, Ryan. Uh, it's been a pleasure uh, having you on the show. My pleasure. Um, yeah, absolutely. And to all the viewers, thank you for tuning in to keep more updated and, and, and see the content that we will be providing from our top producers. You can follow us on all our social media channels. For now, signing off, Sterling. <laughs>